What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. If you haven't had a chance to check out my latest episode, Crunch Time, um, a little bit of MLB talk, a little bit of college football talk, and a little bit of NFL talk and my thoughts on the MVP narrative and what I think is going to happen in some of the key games. But as for tonight, I'm coming to you tonight, and I'm going to name this episode Friday Night Thoughts. Because I got a couple things on my mind that I got to get off. Or that didn't even sound right. I got a lot of things on my chest that I got to get off. There we go. That I need to get off. And it's concerning the NBA. And it's concerning the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's concerning the Golden State Warriors. Friday Night Thoughts. Here we go. So first off, before I give a couple of thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers, and it won't be a lot. I need you guys, after the episode, go to the podcast app, go to the search bar, type in Chill Bravado Podcast, Laker 8216. Check out my brother Chill B, All Things Lakers. He does an excellent job. He's going to give you more than what I'm going to give you. He's going to break down everything. Again, that's the Chill Bravado Podcast, Laker 8216. Go check it out. But as of right now, Friday Night Thoughts. I got a couple of things that's bothering me about the Los Angeles Lakers. Number one, Darvin Ham. Get your hands out your pockets, man. Every time I turn the TV on, every time me and Chill text back and forth, this man got his hands in his pockets. Looking like he don't know what's going on. At least fold your arms for a minute. Point at somebody. Clap. Ball your fist. Something. Throw your hands up. Get your hands out your pockets, man. That's not the real reason. I just had to throw that in there because you know, you guys know I love the rent. But my main concern is the rotations. Now, it was interesting because you heard the post-game conference after the Heat game, and it was Darvin Ham, the head coach, say, man, it's just we can't get over these injuries. There's no consistency. And he blamed it largely due to the inconsistency of having his available, his best players available. There is some truth in that. There is some truth in that, man. When you're missing Rui Hachimara, when you're missing Gabe Vincent, D'Angelo Russell. Now, Gabe, we ain't seen play all year, so I guess you kind of can't put him in that. But you know he can provide some shooting. I don't know what else he can provide, but we do know he can provide some shooting. Um, not elite shooting, but some shooting. So we're going to leave him out of it. But when you are missing Rui Hachimura and you're missing D'Angelo Russell, that is pause for concern. Like, those are two guys that can get you some buckets. Um, and so, there is some truth in that. Very little. I ain't going to say very little, but there's some truth in that statement. I feel as though that's just an excuse for the rotations, for the terrible rotations that he's throwing out there. Now, I haven't fully heard my brother Chill B's episode i started it but they get a chance to finish it but i can go ahead and probably guess he talked about the the, the small forward lineup that he's throwing out there with torian prince cam reddish and vando lebron ad that ain't gonna get it done vando can't score and it's still a to still a comment from my brother chill b his layup package is a 67 on 2k he can't make a layup for some reason he's 69 cam reddish is so indecisive for some reason and then Torian Prince, he's more of a spot-up guy. He ain't going to create his, his own shot. I mean, he can do a couple of dribbles, you know, maybe get to the rack, maybe do a pull-up, but he's not a guy that's known to 
create his own shot. He ain't going to ISO you, right? All his stuff come off of penetration and kicks and knockdown. So you cannot start that lineup with a 39-year-old LeBron and AD. Now, I don't want to talk about LeBron and AD really right now, but I want to give them two credit. LeBron's been playing great for his age. AD has been a monster. So give them some love. And AR has been good. AR had a little slippage early in the season, but he's been good. So I give them some love. But Darvin Ham, my man, you gotta you gotta get some one way to get some consistency with this lineup is to quit benching AR, starting him. Quit benching DeAndre Russell and starting him. Again, guys, this is coming from a fan perspective. I'm not a professional basketball player. I'm not a professional coach. So maybe he sees things and knows things that I do not know. So this is just coming from a fan perspective of what I see. That could be completely in left field. But it looks like he's blaming the injuries and the rotations when it's like, man, maybe continue with the lineup of Russell and AR or however. Try to find some consistency through there. Let Russell struggle a little bit through there. If you want to cut his minutes by a few minutes, fine, do that. But don't just completely remove him. Let him struggle through that, right? We've seen this group do it before, and I believe they can continue to work through it. And, and I'm not saying they can be like they were last year, but maybe they can work through some of these pains. The second thing, and the second thing was you heard AR say, nah, we more than talented enough. There ain't no excuse. Then AD said, nah, we got plenty of talent. and ain't no excuse. So what is it, guys? Is it the rotation? Is it the injuries? Or is it just no excuse? We got to get it done. So I think there's a confusion there. You've seen a report come out that players are frustrated with them with the rotations and yada, yada, yada. Again, I I, I don't do a lot of the Laker talk, so I, some of that may be true. I, I I could see some of the frustration, possibly. I sent uh, Chill B a, a picture of LeBron walking off two straight games, and somebody said, LeGM about to go to work, right? Like, it, it's... Obviously, there is some frustration, but I think that's just because of they know where they can be and they're not there right now. So I think something needs to happen with that dynamic as far as rotations, as far as uh, getting your uh, right pieces together and quit playing that big, that big small forward lineup. That ain't working. Secondly, the Lakers need a scoring punch other than LeBron. Um, AD, I'm fine. Let him continue to do what he's doing. He's playing great. Um, AD is playing great. He's playing a lot of minutes, which kind of scares me. But, hey, let that man go, man. He's been playing great all year. So I'm not knocking him for that, man. Let him go out there and do his thing. LeBron could not continue to depend on him. LeBron looked gassed against Miami to me. He looked completely gassed. 12 points, 6 of 18 shooting. Um, 0 for, I think it was 0 for 6 from 3. He just looked gassed to me. I mean, that's just... It's 1 of 82. It's January. He's 39. He looked gassed. Cannot continue to depend on a 39-year-old LeBron for the whole season and then the postseason run. They need to find a suitable trade to get some more buckets in. I've been going back and forth with uh, Tilby was saying that they need to bring in Levine. Um, and, you know, he brought up some points that, that are valid, and that does concern me defensively. How's Levine going to look defensively? Can Levine stay on the floor? It seems like he's always hurt, so can he stay on the floor? How does he work in the pick and roll uh, situations with AD, with Bron? Um, will he be able to consistently create his own shot? I don't know. Those are questions that I think would only be answered if they traded for him. And his contract, does your contract scare you away from him? Because you're going to have him for a few years. 
But I think that the Lakers need to find a way to get somebody in who can get a bucket, um, whether that's a Levine. I'm not crazy about DeRozan, uh, although I would like to see DeRozan on a good team, uh, a contending team. I don't think DeRozan fits with this team. He's not a floor spacer. He's not going to be somebody that you maybe could put out there late games, especially defensively. Um, I don't know if they, they, I don't think there's no way they can hide him, really. I, I'm not sure. So I don't really like the, the Rosen aspect. Um, the DeJounte Murray, that's been brought up a few times. I do like DeJounte Murray, a guy that can play make, a guy that can get a bucket, a guy that you know going to defend, a young fella can push the pace, can maybe take some ball handling and, and responsibilities off LeBron. Pair him with AR if you can keep AR. Um, I like DeJounte Murray, but they need to get some type of scoring punch to alleviate the pressure off of LeBron a little bit. Um, and I don't know how you can do that. I don't know what you got to do to get that, but they need that. Now, that's enough for the Lakers. It's kind of my quick thoughts on that. But what I really wanted to get to was the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors blew a 16-17 um, point lead last night with five minutes to go. Gave up a 24-5 run and lost the game against the defending champ, Denver Nuggets, at home. Then after the game, a report came out. Jonathan Kaminga, upset, no longer feels like Steve Kerr can help him reach his full potential. Steve Kerr sat him the last 18 minutes of that game. Then another report comes out a few minutes ago. Moses Moody, upset, doesn't feel like he's getting enough time in the rotation. Doesn't feel like he's getting enough consistency. He starts a few games and he DMPs for four or five. You got the Draymond situation this year. You got Clay who's still up and down. You got their rotations who are kind of weird. Then you got Steve Kerr, who's everybody's been questioning. And I heard Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins. You know who Boogie is? That's DeMarcus Cousins. I heard him the other day talking to Rachel Nichols. I had to think they have a, uh, a show on uh, – a segment on a Showtime. I just saw the clip. And he said that the Golden State Warriors need new leadership. And, you know, initially I was like, nah, man, I don't need no new leadership. But then it dawned on me. DeMarcus Cousins was in that locker room for a whole year. He knows the team. He knows the atmosphere. And you heard him. He said it's very lackadaisical, very laid back. He wasn't knocking it, but he was just telling the truth. He said maybe it's time for new leadership. Then he brought up Team USA about how Team USA played offense through Austin Reeves when it should have been going through Ann Edwards. And he said, who was the who was the common denominator in all of this? He said, Steve Kerr. He said, Steve Kerr needs to go. And it got me thinking. They no longer have Jordan Poole for, for, for multiple reasons. Uh, I think, you know, obviously the punch. That was a situation that probably wasn't going to get fixed but other than a trade. And in that situation, Jordan Poole was gone. But if you remember, guys, if you remember early on, Jordan Poole did not get a lot of playing time. Bounced between the G League and the NBA. But once he finally got some consistency in the NBA, you realize, oh, this guy can really score. He can really play. James Wiseman. I was never a fan of James Wiseman. I told people from day one, I'm on record. I told a lot of people, the Warriors do not need to drive James Wiseman. It's not a good fit. But I said that because I didn't see enough of James Wiseman. And the Warriors don't run a lot of stuff through the post. Only thing they run through the post is to get Curry and Clay open or 
back cuts. Screens 4-3. They don't run offense through the post. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody runs a lot of offense through the post anymore. You got Joel that post up. You got Jokic that post up. Um, but it's not like you throw it back in the 90s where you throw it down to the block. Everything is inside out. That That's not a thing no more. So I do understand that. But I also was challenged on that point because people told me he's not even using them. And I got thinking about it, and he wasn't. He was hurt, but then when he was healthy, in and out in the lineup, back and forth between the G League. Then you got Moses Moody, same thing, in and out of the lineup. Then you got Jonathan Kaminga, who last year I kept saying, Steve Kerr needs to play this young man in the playoffs. And he would not do it. Do I think it would have made a difference? No, they still would have lost to the Lakers. But he would have gained what? Experience. He would have gained what? Some valuable playing time. Fast forward to this season. Moses Moody starts for eight games, DMPs for four. Kaminga starts for games, sits the rest of the games. Steve Kerr, what's the trend in this? Steve Kerr does not trust young players for whatever reason. Steve Kerr is only worried about the now and not the future. So what does that lead me to? Where am I going with this point? Why have I said everything that I've said in the last four minutes is this. And this is my thought, my Friday night thought, my wild take. Warriors need to mutually part ways with Steve Kerr. I've watched them for the last couple of years. You've watched the rotations. You've watched the, the adjustments that you just scratch your head at sometimes. And it's like, what are you doing? You've watched the way he's with young players. He really don't rock with them like that. And in this season, you really can't afford not to be playing Kaminga or um, Moody, really. I'm not saying they're world changers. I'm not saying they're all-stars. But the good young players that you need to see if they can be, you know, either rotational guys or can Kaminga be a solid core guy for your future? Future meaning after Draymond, after Clay, while Steph's still there. Can he be that guy? We don't know because Kerr's not trusting him. The Golden State Warriors need to mutually part ways with Steve Kerr. Now, this is not a move that you do right now. You cannot fire a four-time championship coach right now in the middle of the season with his core veteran group of players. Doesn't make sense. I'm not advocating for that. What I am advocating for is they need to mutually part ways. And what a bigger sign that this is showing is Guys, my Golden State fans, it's over. <laughs> it's over, man. What you seeing is the last dance. I'm not comparing them to the Chicago Bulls team. But do you remember that Chicago Bulls last season, all the turmoil they had going on? Scotty wanted a contract. Jordan's contract was ending. They didn't want to renew Phil Jackson's. Rodman was Rodman. There's a lot of stuff going on. I feel like it's the same thing here. Guys, what you are witnessing is the end of a dynasty fall right before your eyes. Every dynasty doesn't end well. Every dynasty doesn't end with a championship. You're watching a great dynasty crumble right before us. So, here's what JR, host, creator of the All Things Sports Podcast, is suggesting to Mike Dunleavy Jr. 
to the owners, Joe Lacob, Peter Gruber of the Golden State Warriors, mutually agree to part ways with Steve Kerr. Trade Andrew Wiggins. Trade Chris Paul. Mutually let Draymond go. Say, Clay, we'll give you two years, 30 mil. If you don't want that, you can go too. And just build around Curry and coast into the sunset because it's over. When I say build around Curry, just give him some good players. They can be competitive and just let him retire and go into the sunset. It is O-V-E-R. It's over. So I don't think there's nothing they can do to salvage this season because they have the highest payroll in NBA history. It's over $400 million. So if you can find a way to offset Wiggins, if you can find a way to go ahead and trade Paul, do him a favor, get him out of there. If you can find a way to get Kaminga and Moody out of there, maybe get some good players in and maybe compete for a play-in, a playoff spot, you knock yourself out. But what we're witnessing is the end of a dynasty, and I agree with DeMarcus Cousins. I truly think that the Steve Kerr era is over in Golden State. The crazy lineup changes, um, the not trusting the young guys, not really seeing the adjustments. I think his time, I think his voice, I think his leadership for that group, for that team is over. Once this season's over, I think you should start start looking at all options, meaning Clay, if you don't want to take this least amount of money, you can go play for the Lakers. Draymond, we're going to trade you. Wiggins, they need to trade Wiggins to CP before the deadline this year and Kaminga to see what you can get back. I know this is a wild take. I know this is uh, some people who consider it panic mode, but it ain't panic mode for me because I ain't. I mean, I like Golden State, but I'm not a per se fan. I ain't been a fan. I'm not like a diehard fan. This ain't panic mode for me. I've said it consistently from day one. Go back and listen to my episodes. I've said it from day one. It's over. It's just over. And people are having a hard time accepting that, including the Golden State Warriors. I mean, when you watched that game last night, there was no reason not to play Kaminga the last 18 minutes. A guy that can defend, a guy that can run the floor, a guy that can bring high energy, and a guy that's been playing well for you all year. Curry cannot continue to play this way and win and, and get you wins. He, he's just not. He's just not. Golden State Warriors, it's over. They need to find a way to bring in some more talent. I'm thinking go try to get Siakam. See if you can pair Kaminga and Wiggins and some picks and try to get Pascal Siakam. Maybe that'll bring a little bit. Maybe that'll help a little bit. I don't know at this point. That's really not my main concern for this point. My main thing for tonight, my thoughts, my Friday night thoughts is the Golden State Warriors need new leadership. Completely agree with DeMarcus Cousins. Trade Kaminga, trade Moody, trade everybody. Trade the farm. Let Steph Curry ride off into the sunset because it's over. The dynasty's over. The Splash Brothers is over. The perfect storm that we've known as the Golden State Warriors, it is over. It was nice. It's fun to still watch Curry. It's fun to reminisce on the old times. But this version of Golden State, O-V-E-R, it's over. All Things Sports Podcast. You got JR. I'm out.